This is exactly right. <laughs> are you leaving or are you on your way back home? Either way, we want to be there. Doesn't matter how much baggage you claim. Give us a time and date. Terminal and gate. We want to send you off in style. We want to welcome you back home. Tell us all about it. Were you scared or was it fine? Welcome to Do You Need a Ride? This is Chris Fairbanks. And this is Karen Kilgariff. I'm still in Montana. Where are you, Karen? Chris, I'm also in Montana behind uh, you. Oh my yes. God. Huge it, knife. It's so weird. You made the back of my dad's art room look like your <laughs> podcast room. Oh, by the way, I, here's your package painting with <gasps> a note. Karen, enjoy the painting. I'm glad you're Chris's friend. Oh, no, I'm going to cry. I'm going to cry. Isn't that nice? Now I'm going to be a better friend to you, Chris. Yeah. No, it's... Weekly it's, check-ins. It's the best. It's... Uh, I'm going to take a couple, too. I, that's how He's I know so eventually talented. I am coming home, is I've picked out my dad <laughs> paintings. I got some stuff for my apartment. I got a little uh, national park looking bench with a doily to sit on. Not a doily, but a woven <laughs> pad. And so I do plan on coming home. Good, good. But uh, I have extended my stay. Well, there's no pressure. And you might as well. Sorry, George, please don't. It's you okay. Might as well... Give me your advice, George. Should I George. go home? Hi, what George. You... Hi, George. What do you think? Oh. Did you see her raise her lip like that? Just Get that microphone out of my face, she said. No paparazzi, please. <laughs> With the paw <laughs> up. <laughs> George, where'd you get those sunglasses? Stop barking at every noise you hear, please. That'll that'll work. That'll do it. Yeah, yeah. As long as you give a, do a dog a healthy <laughs> dose of reason, they will listen. And a touch of shame. That's how we did it in the Kilgariff household. My Yesterday was my uh, stepsister's birthday, the daughter of, of uh, my stepmother. That goes without saying. But, sure. Uh, she is... Uh, had a little birthday party and her cat just got surgery and came home and it was kind of sad but at the same time there's nothing more fun than a a cat with a cone around its neck that is high as a kite <laughs> like wandering around like looking at everyone like whoa holding her paw in front of her own face and is this limping. real life it it was sad but it was yeah yeah it was that kid at the dentist, which is what you just referenced. <laughs> is this real life? Wow! <laughs> uh, what if fun. that cat was so high it started quoting viral videos to you? That'd be I could, awesome. I could watch high cats all day. Hi, cats. I love it. 
So you had like a family party with the cat? Yeah, yeah, it was fun. We had a great time. I am on, I'm still just, I, it's such a, I'm 17 and I'm on summer vacation time in my life that I'm remembering old stories. I'm regressing back to my teenage years sure what's and what kind of stories you want to just when i'm with my friends i don't have any specifics ready it seemed like i was segueing (laughs) into a great story bit (laughs) but we're just hanging out with my friends and uh and and remembering all these stories and laughing i haven't laughed so much i i do feel guilty because i know the real world is happening and i haven't been as involved Right. As I was just sitting that, scared in my apartment. But yeah, that's not being involved. Don't worry. Don't don't yeah. look for problems like that. You don't feel guilty of one instance. Well, if they say if you're not talking about things, you're part of the problem. But I just <laughs> I have to go swimming. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can do both. You yeah. can swim and and support people. But I think. I think the relief we get from our family and the people we get to be close to because of this thing, feeling the relief of going, oh, my God, I'm so excited. Like my friend came over the other day and just hung out. We sat outside or whatever. And again, just like you said, like laugh till we cried about stupid shit. Yeah. And it's like, that's only good. There's no bad. There's no downside. There's no guilt about something like that. You need we all need people. We need eye contact. We need interaction like it's important in these hideous times. Yeah. And I think I'm going to, I think the appreciation of it is going to stick with me for a little while at least. Yeah. Yeah. I've really been having the best time. Yeah. And good. hanging out with my dad is so fun. Even last night, simple things. Like I, I was, we eat so fast, all of us, where like <laughs> our food's going to get taken away. I've oh, I've already told you that. But we eat so fast and I guess have sharp molars. My dad said we have sharp molars. I'm always biting my cheeks. I'm biting the side of my cheeks. I always have had little sores from my sharp teeth biting my cheeks. And I was watching my dad eat and he was really going for it. And then he just stops and <laughs> puts his hand on his cheek. And I saw it happen. And then right then I bit my cheek. And we, cause I, it was like I did it on purpose. And so anyway, it was actually, I bit my lip and it's very painful. And I keep biting it throughout the day. Right. Because it swells up and then it gets in your line of teeth. And then you keep, I've had that happen where you get a little nodule. I, it usually happens on the side of my mouth. You bite it once, then you bite it 19 more times. I, and it is so painful every time. It's so much pain that after you bite it four or five times, cause yeah, the nodule is there. The, I, it's there. It hurts so much that I just laugh. It makes <laughs> like when pain is really, I'm like, well, that pain's ridiculous. <laughs> and I, uh, I bet it many times today, but in support, in support all I of your need father. to do is enunciate and I should be fine. Okay, good. I it's, like the idea that your yes. dad was trying to say that you as a family have sharp molars as opposed to the rest of humanoids on this planet. I know. <laughs> don't we all? I know. I mean, that isn't that the meat area? I bite my cheek every other meal, though. I don't think that's normal. Yeah. Well, I guess I, I don't. I don't understand as a person who also eats fast. And my sister and I used to get yelled at 
all the time at dinner of like slow down whatever but i would be like you people made us wait till 7 30 to eat dinner so if i have to house this minute rice because i'm fucking starving that's on you mom but how's it <laughs> this I rice do love is it. getting housed it's getting housed bro and i'm <laughs> but i'm talking to my mom um but don't you uh, like first of all it's really fun once you have a plate of food in front of you you're genuinely hungry uh, i don't get the people that eat slow like do they have an ulcer how do you how and, do you do it where you're like take a bite put your fork down and then talk a, about each other's day that is yeah. something that always gave me the creeps how was Zip school it. today my friends would tell me they had these dinner time conversations it was a time to talk to your parents yeah and not not us. No eye contact, <laughs> hunched over, forearms sur yep. surrounding the circumference of the plate. Yep. Not a word prison, spoken. Prison stance. Yeah, yep. yeah. <laughs> Get it down. Talk later. And yeah. talk about dessert later. There's plenty of time to talk. Plus, you're not going to have food in your mouth. It's <laughs> we like when you're I at the you dentist and they're asking you questions and their fingers are in there. It's just a terrible time for me. <laughs> Did I tell you that my family came down last week because they were trying to get away from the smoke in Northern California? Oh, wow. No, I didn't know that. The smoke was so bad um, that they were like, can we come to L.A., please? Because <laughs> the air quality is so much better. I was like, absolutely. So Laura and Nora and my dad came down and we had the best time. Normally, I mean, like we're, we all get along in general, but but it, the older my get, dad gets, the more bickering there is because he can't hear and he's like, he's just kind of naturally argumentative. Sure. So then he'll be like, where's the, how do you, how do I turn this TV on? And everything he's saying, everything like he's starting a fight. And then you kind of are like, dad, it's right here. It's like, calm down. You're fine. And then if he asks you like one more question, it'll be in the same tone. So then you get, uh, I should say, I get mad. So normally you're triggered by the tone. Yes. You just like, if you want to fight, I'll fight too. That's what you taught mm -hmm. me as, uh, as your daughter. That's what I do. But this time I was just so excited to have human beings around me. It's like everything he did was charming and wonderful. Yeah. And we had the best time. And my sister was, this was my favorite. My sister approximated, we had my cousin Pete over for dinner one night and there was this salad. My sister was going to make like a regular salad. And then I go, there's the salad I used to order from this restaurant that closed. I described it to her. She recreated it and to the, to, to a T like, and it was, I mean, did you <laughs> describe it as it. a list of ingredients? <laughs> How did I'm telling a story about my sister making salad like it's a really good story. I just realized. Yeah, but, it was but just look exciting. at my face. <laughs> I can't believe she recreated it. I'm in. She did it. I'm she in. did it. And it was, you know what it was? The key was the salad dressing was balsamic glaze, which I thought I've never like it was the only restaurant I'd ever had. It was like a it was just a kind of a salad with blue cheese. It had crouton, polenta croutons, um, fried onions, and this, and then this balsamic glaze. It was just a perfect, delicious combination. Meaning you put the balsamic in a pan and you do some kind of reduction. Yes. And all it is, though. So I thought it was like very difficult. And I've never even I never I thought it was so hard to do that. I never even tried to look what the recipe would be. Yeah. Yeah. My sister looks it up. It's balsamic vinegar and brown sugar. That's it. And you just basically melt the sugar into the balsamic and let it like thicken. She and just that's knew the how entire thing. That. She just did it. I, now I love my sister even more for making me my favorite salad. Yes. <laughs> did they go back? Are the fires not? Are there not 500 year old redwoods burning? Because it may, that makes me sad. 
They didn't. Those things didn't burn. Those things, but. Those redwoods? Those things? Those old things? Those fucking, those old giants? <laughs> Don't worry about those guys. But they're, they're just still mine. walking and talking in a, in a <laughs> fantasy type way, right? They're still throwing apples at Dorothy and her friend. <laughs> yes. Um, okay, good. Well, you know, my my cousin Stevie, who is a big nature person, we drove through one time um, the aftermath of a forest that had burned like some huge forest fire. And I was like, this is so depressing. The planet is ending. And he goes, no, no, no. This is actually the way it works is it's really good for forests to burn every once in a while. And then it like all the ash goes into the soil. And then the trees that replace it are like bigger, stronger, whatever. Yeah. That's an approximation of his explanation. But it was like, basically, it's good for forests to burn every, say, 50 years or something. Right. But now, because of global warming it's happening 10 times as much so i wonder yes. if we are it's 10 times better <laughs> or half as bad <laughs> yeah yeah I yeah think i don't those know those trees are if they're 5000 years old i trust that they're going to figure it out they're going to get they're going to pick up their roots and go somewhere well i'm glad they're i just thought the tree that you drive through or i drove through once i wasn't driving i was 2 years old but i was so worried that that specific tree was burning because all the smoke just came up to Montana. We don't have, yeah. usually in August, everything's on fire. And it hasn't been that bad, but oh, good. you couldn't see everyone's, uh, I was, I had a sore throat. It was so much. And then I think I have a virus, but it was smoke from California <laughs> yes. coming oh, up. Oh, really? Here. You got it over there? Yeah. yeah. Way up here. It was my, uh, there was, the smoke was so bad that they were being told not to go outside. That's why they ended up coming down. But then they went they went back. So that was like um, the bad air. So like the air quality, the the worse it is, the higher the number goes. So in, in the valley, it was like, say, 50. And in Petaluma, when they left there, it was 150. Oh, wow. And then they stayed for a week. And then Nora had started school. This is the first year of eighth grade. So she was trying to log on and do all this stuff. And it was getting really harried for her. So my sister was like, she's getting stressed out. We'll go back. When they went back, the air quality, the number was in the 400s. It was, it was like three times worse than when they left. Wow. Yeah. Because they, cause they had fires. They now have fires. Uh, north, south, and east of them in every direction except the fucking ocean. So it's very bad up there. But I sent her a, um, I sent her an air purifier for her house. So. Well, then that'll undo it. That'll, <laughs> that'll put all those fucking fires out. Growing up in Missoula, there's there was two paper mills. That used to be what the 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 uh, industry, industry in Missoula was. Yeah, it's. These mills that my father has painted pictures of because they're closed yes. and abandoned. But every morning you would check the news to see what the air quality alert was. And yeah. I had to wear masks when I was a little kid walking to school like the. Really? Yeah. And now that those are closed, our air is much better. But I grew up breathing chemical bad air that smelled like chlorine and glue. It was just paper, Shit. two of them on each side of town. And now. Yeah, paper mills. There was, uh, there's one that's uh, like right on the other, the bridge across the river from Portland. And uh, man, that thing smells. We cut down all the trees though. Like they're too far away now that the business is just like, well, let's get our trees from Canada. But the wood here, my dad was saying, is better quality because you can grow a giant tree that's ready to be turned into two by fours in six years. Whereas 
in Japan, it takes 20 years or whatever for that kind of maple tree. It's kind of, mm. I don't know if it's interesting. I'm deciding. And yeah, um, yeah. I haven't sink. landed on what this whole conversation, where it is on the interest meter. The, it's there. Wait till I start talking about the fertility of soil. <laughs> Our soil. They used to say when homesteaders were coming to Montana that the soil mm-hmm. is so fertile that mm-hmm. you could come to Montana and grow bananas. And that was not true, but it is a testament to our soil and the fact that the trees here grow up to four times as fast, Karen. And like I mentioned before, when they grow that fast, they are denser, they are stronger. It makes for better wood. And people. Ladies and gentlemen, Missoula, Montana. Let's hear it. (laughs) Individual applause wherever you are listening to this podcast. Let's give it up. Good job being who you are. I don't know what the income is now. Californians coming here to hide tourism. I people keep honking at me. I heard a lady haunt she she had one of those horns installed in her truck that went aruga. Oh. She honked and then said, "Go back." Which I had something to do with my California plates. I'm going to get you um, license plate holders that say, fuck off, I'm from here. I I was thinking of just spraying, putting that on my back window like just married. I'm a Paxson <laughs> Panther. <laughs> University of Monhat- Montana, class of 98. Well, I think that's a great lesson for all of us. Um, this reminds me, it's similar to, you know, we're all very sensitive these days. We're all very ready for a fight. We're all very frustrated, whatever side of the political spectrum we live on. Uh, everybody wants to fight with everybody. I was in a waiting room the other day because uh, I had to go for a doctor's appointment and I was very stressed out about it. And all the like if, you know, in a waiting room, there's like three chairs right next to each other, right in a row. They've come and taped off the middle chair so you can't sit directly next to people. But you could sit three within three feet of somebody. And so this lady came and sat down right next to me. I got all upset and I was about to because mm, there was chairs, you know. 10 feet away that she yeah. could have sat in but they were slightly around the corner and what I didn't see is there was already a lady at that pod so I was getting ready to be like so you're just gonna sit here like I wanted to do it and thank God somebody came out and got the other lady and then I was like oh thank God I didn't but but we're all so ready to be like you're the one that wants to do it wrong yeah. and that's wrong like it's wrong of me to want to fight like that yeah yeah no I am I'm just as guilty I'm just as close I decided things about that lady that said go home (laughs) that maybe aren't true about her and maybe I shouldn't have followed her to see where she lives. I just thought that she would be an old neighbor of mine and I could really make her feel bad by going it's little Chris Fairbanks. Yep. Because I thought I recognized her. So that's Ooh, you the hear- I didn't follow her in a threatening way. Now this seems weird. I wanted to So you to did see, follow her. What if that's her? an old friend of mine? Boy is she going to feel guilty. That's why I and I gave up after a couple blocks everyone. I'm not a weirdo. Boy, is she going to feel guilty when I pull this shotgun out of the back seat and wave it around? You know I don't have a shotgun, but I do have a <laughs> billy club and I would have waved the shit out of it. <laughs> do you, did I tell you this story? Um, our friend Adrian was is working at a store that's open, but obviously there's a mask requirement uh-huh. and she's not loving it, of course, because there's lots of bad behavior. And there was a lady who came in. And needed. I think a lot of these people are lonely and I'm not trying to be mean. I think it's the truth. I think like people that go out into the world and start trying to like start a fight about masks, Mm -hmm. I think are desperate for human engagement. And it's like 
you the, the only way they know how to kind of do it were to get everyone to turn their head. So apparently this lady walked into their store and started going like, oh, the mask requirement. Oh, sorry. I guess there's been so many deaths. Have you guys had a death in this store? And the person I knew, Adrian, that worked there was about to be like, get the book. You know what uh -huh. I mean? Like she was and instead the lady that she was working with turned around and goes, well, my brother died last month of COVID. Oh. And then it was just fucking dead silent and oh, the lady left. Mike. Where it's like, whatever thing your head is being filled with yeah. about how this isn't happening or it's not real or whatever you're trying to make yourself feel better about, you should check it before you start throwing it in people's faces because people are dying. People are dying. Did you see there's a video and I re posted it on Instagram, everybody, but it probably is gone now. Chris, but there's. There's Underline a guy, Fairbanks. A guy that was waiting outside to make fun of and try and do a video about this guy that he's like, this guy never showers. I'm going to say, hey, man, why why don't you take care of yourself? Why are you always smelly? And and the guy was like, oh, really? Did you did you have a bath this morning? Well, I don't have a place to bathe. I would love to shower every day, but I'm probably going to be wearing these clothes tomorrow and the next day and the next day because I don't have a choice. Next question. And the guy was like, oh, oh, no, 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 no. You're good. You're good. Yeah, I'm good. And he wa this this homeless guy just shut him down in a way because yeah. yeah, maybe the they knew each that? other sort of. But it I, was it supposed to be like a prank or like some kind of I gotcha think this guy video? was like, yeah, I'm good. He was being a dick, of course. But yeah, the the guy just casually said, I would love to shower, but I just can't. And this guy yeah, felt <laughs> awful. He felt Good. awful. And you could hear his voice, his breath just deflated from him. And he's like, oh, wow. So it was the same thing as like yeah. that lady in the store. It's just he got. You kind of live in this little world and you think that your world is the world. And then you when you go and test that out, you get a big slap across the face of like tragic reality. Just be a tiny bit smarter where you don't yeah. mean it's not your job to police other people. It's your job to fucking police yourself. Dip yeah, yeah. shit. They're not listening. I'm sorry. I'm they are. Our, no. Our I own dedicated listeners. We everyone right now is thinking of an example and learning. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to learn and judge. Yeah. Why can't I teach you how to do stuff and and while continuing to do it myself? That's what I'd like. I think it's a great way to learn. <laughs> <laughs> Should we uh, take some questions? Oh, yeah, let's do that. Right? I forgot oh, do you that have we a, had that to look forward to. Do you have more stuff to table? Because we can also talk about we could go back to my sister's salad if you want to do that. I was I was going to uh, do you mind if I haphazardly explain a video that wasn't even that interesting to watch in the first place? I can draw it out longer. I can draw it out longer. I can uh, yeah. panic mid story and make make stuff up that wasn't even in the video, which I'm known to do. That's what I like to do. Now, let's answer questions. Well, continuing on that. Hello, Stephen. Summer. Hello, Stephen. Hello. I'm back. I'm, I'm not in the camper anymore, and I'm very sad. Stephen's been recording podcasts for the Exactly Right Podcast Network. If you haven't listened to all of our podcasts, please go ahead to go over to, to exactlyright.net. Exactlyrightmedia.com. Exactly right. Media.com. Thank you, Stephen. And <laughs> take a, a look at our wild and wide array of wonderful podcasts. But 
Stephen is our engineer, and he it, it is not. If it's not Stephen, it's nobody. Yeah, and so yeah. he went to to see some family and get out of town, and basically engineered podcasts from the road, from a, an airstream trailer, just like Lucille Ball yes. over on on a cliff. I didn't see Truly. that episode of I Love Lucy. <laughs> Where she's engineering a podcast, yeah. Where she's yeah. online in a in a street in a trailer. <laughs> she yeah, it was weird when she became a sound engineer. I know, but I liked it because like she had a career. <laughs> <laughs> what are we talking about? Okay, Stephen, we're glad you're back. No, I'm I'm glad to be back. Save us. We're being boring, Stephen. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen, save us. All right, this is this is a good one to start with. This is from Dorcas Malorcas on Twitter. Nice ties into <laughs> nice summer name. What is the most regrettable summer fashion choice from the past? <laughs> oh, wow. Fuck. I can go into this quickly. Yes. For me, there was a, a, I would say, senior year of high school. I started wearing shorts all the time, uh, sometimes with tights and sometimes just, you know, for fun. But I had a pair, I can still feel them sometimes at night of wool plaid shorts. It's, it's, I was wearing those shorts when I went to the Mr. Bunkle show. Oh, <laughs> you remember oh. looking down, trying to avert my Patton's <laughs> eye contact? Just to look at your own shorts. I, yeah, I was, I was nervously rubbing my my thighs together with br- this most abrasive wool plaid shorts of all time, making and cricket like, noises. <laughs> going, why is he looking at me of all people? Um, but I would wear those with, you know, really thick, tall, like scrunchy socks, and then like black patent leather Oxfords. And it just like, there's no way it looked good. And it felt terrible. It felt, it was like, it was like a little bit torturous and, um, and it was summer. So it was like nothing about any of it worked. Your one piece, what is it? A jumper or a, you were going to show a picture of it. People were very, you got to find that picture. I forgot. I ha- I have that picture. If you I will can't find, find it. a picture of the plaid, uh, Mike Patton shorts, you got to find that. Hopefully those are long gone and buried. Although my friend Patty Riley might have a picture because she seems to have pictures of, of this era of our lives, which is, you know, late high school. The, um, but the other one was, yeah, it was a romper. So it was shorts that look like a skirt connected to the shirt. And then it was all kind of flouncy and it was white and lavender stripes. And it was just a terrible terrible choice i guess i'm remembering the summer i lived with uh seven friends in one house i found my friend andrew uh who i just hung out with for the first time in years he's so fun but his mom for some reason he had his mom's old ski clothes and there was this one piece overall kind of a jumper there was a belt in the middle with one of those One of those buckles where you just run the belt back through it and tighten it (laughs) on itself. And it was Kelly green and I wore it repeatedly. And I do have pictures of that. Um, in the summer, I will forward those in the summer and it was made for skiing in. Yeah. Cause we had those for like that you could rent them from big four, big five rents. Yeah. These, I doubt they were even waterproof. They're polyester ski wear. Yeah stretchy yeah. and yes comfortable which is why i wore them but too warm and maybe i shouldn't slept them in them there was some drinking anyway the point is i have a picture of me wearing them while drinking 
And uh, oh, wait, you- also, I did a lot of. I think the style with skateboarding was to wear one T-shirt and then have the other T-shirt just tucked into your shorts, and you like an ass flap. I don't know sure. why. It was okay. just to have motion streamers. God. I think Christian Hosoy <laughs> started this thing where it shows your mo like like dance routines. They have the streamers, and it yes, shows. it it was kind of like that. It made okay. skateboarding look more like dance. And uh, but I didn't have skate brands. I just had Gotcha and Catch It. So I had the wrong brand of shirts hanging out. And so I might be able to find one of those pictures too. That's awesome. I yeah. remember the well tying a plaid um, flannel shirt around your waist in the nineties. You know the grunge. Oh, the yeah. grunge. The grunge fashion era did not serve me in any way because I already I didn't have the. The it was great for people who are skinny. Then you could wear a shirt, a thermal shirt, a flannel shirt. Then you could tie a thing around your butt, whatever. Yeah, layering for, me, for no reasons. Yeah, yeah, you're all layered up in case you go uh, try to go cut down a big tree with the a partner, a saw partner. Um, but yeah, if you're just yeah. a girl trying to hang out, it looked terrible and my mother would constantly be like please take that off i don't know what you're doing and she would be really upset i'm like mom i get to do what i want well when i look at pictures now of that period of time i was like she was so right she'd be like you look like a hobo what if the <laughs> dentist sees you when you know like if i was going out to do something she'd be like on the verge of tears and i was always like you're a lunatic and now i look at those pictures she was objectively correct it was a terrible era yeah yeah it was i i i want to say and i'm not bragging but but I did have decent. I looked. I I I didn't engage in a lot of style. A lot of my friends wore a white turtleneck underneath their favorite T-shirt <laughs> yes. to school. It yep. it provided a little warmth, but you're blatantly. You're also wearing a T-shirt that doesn't serve any purpose other than like, look, I got this swatch T-shirt or whatever. Yeah, body glove. And I'm baby. like, I will never wear a turtleneck. I will never wear long sleeves under a T-shirt. And I, I, I have to say I was at the forefront because I refused to do that. And a lot of my friends, you'd think I'd succumb to it in sixth grade, but I refused to wear a turtle. You know, neck. a lot of fashion is refusal. A lot of fashion is saying, yeah. no, I won't do that, Vivian West, but I can't. And ignoring yeah. layers. Yeah. Even during a time where other people are layering. Yes. Sorry, Eddie right. Better. <laughs> so, Eddie, we I'm love what you my do. i brown V-neck. <laughs> I don't need deal to deal with it. Flannel. Okay, next question. Next yes, question, yes, Stephen. Sorry, I don't even, I've, I've exhausted. Don't even know what we were doing there. Hillary, have have I told you about my sister's salad? What if I had my? Okay. <laughs> oh yeah. Here from Hillary Lacroix. Did you have a treehouse growing up? Good question. No. Mm. And I always wanted one. You but, know. But what? But, but but I did climb a lot of trees. <laughs> And just kind of would wedge my legs straight between branches and pretend that I was sitting on a series of two by fours. Sure. And uh, I sat in a tree. My friend uh, that just bought a house, he moved here uh, and his kids. It came with a tree house in the back. I, uh, I, I immediately climbed up that. I'm regressing to childhood so much that the minute I was supposed to say hi to his wife and the kids and, play, and I just ran to the tree house and climbed <laughs> up it. Because I am turning to a child again, but uh, I think it's healthy. Did you have a treehouse? We didn't. Well, but we did. I just told this story on my favorite murder, but it was like when I remembered it, it was like having a recovered memory. 
Um, because I lived, so we lived out in the country. And so there used to be a bunch of chicken farms all throughout, you know, where, where I grew up. So there were lots of freestanding, it's like shit you'd see now if, if you were at like a, uh, a, an art, a, art fair in wine country there'd uh-huh. be like an area where they'd have a, just a bunch of paintings of buildings um barns that are kind of like sl- slowly falling apart uh-huh. that was that's where i grew up so there was tons and tons of like poultry big huge chicken coops that nobody used and they were just falling apart in a field yeah well we at my first house that we grew up at in the field next to it there were two very small chicken coops next to each other literally like i would say they were like six feet high and 15 feet long. Uh-huh. So they, my sister and I each got our own playhouse. So one was, it was like we lived next door to each other in these playhouses. And they were very big to us because we were like five and six. And then one day we're out there playing and it was like, we decided this is the house we live in. That's the schoolhouse. We were doing all this stuff. So we're in the house pretending, pretending, pretending. And there's a knock on the door and my sister opens it and it's my dad. And he's got the backseat of the Volkswagen he's redoing on his shoulder. And he goes, delivery man, your couch is here. And he comes (laughs) playing along with what we're playing and delivers us a couch for the house. Oh, that's the sweetest. Yep. And then he, there was like old, we found old desks somewhere. So we put them in the other one and that was the schoolhouse, whatever we had it. So it was on the ground, but it was very much like a child's wonderland. And then when you'd get in the car to drive somewhere, you just laid on the back floor of the car because the seat (laughs) was in your playhouse. It was standing only in the back of the car. (laughs) Yeah. That's how it was in the Volkswagen bus. I just stand there in the middle of it. And dad would slam on the brakes and I'd fly to the front and suddenly yep. be next to him in the gear shift. Hi, dad. <laughs> yeah. Hey, dad, we should get insurance. Yeah. When I in Monterey, when I was very little, I don't remember it, but I've seen pictures. We had a little playhouse and my sister would just kind of prop me up because uh, I didn't know how to sit on my own. And then I'd tip over. <laughs> but I do remember. I swear I remember the spiders that were in there. Just giant sure. spiders. Horrifying. When you're kids, you're a kid you, in the 70s, you just played with spiders. I remember getting into the backseat of the Ford my parents owned at the time and seeing a spider on the backseat and then just sitting on it anyway. Because I was just like, look at that. And sitting on it and then being like, ow! <laughs> Immediately getting bit by it. And really? Yeah, that's how I learned not to do shit like that. You, you knowingly sat on a spider and it bit you yeah. in the ass? I was really stupid as a child, for real. <laughs> I used to, I remember, I distinct, one of my earliest memories is my cousin, my cousin Stevie and I walking up the street to his house from our house, because they were next door neighbor. And him, I leaned down to pick up a piece of popcorn that was on the side, on the street to eat it. And he slapped it out of my hand and goes, don't eat off the street. And I was like, oh, okay. Like no one had briefed me on that before. It was hilarious. I ate a spider on a taco chip with a little bit of salsa um, (laughs) for $20 at a party when I was like 15. All the other skaters were like graduated already. And I thought that they would think it was cool. And I think they did. I bet they did. I was like, it was all in the delivery of like, yeah, I don't give a shit. And I ate the spider. But it was bitter. uh, There was enough salsa that it was just and it wasn't alive. (laughs) It was like that. <laughs> oh, that's good. But it was a big spider, and it wa- I was conscious How that big? it was in my mouth. A I, dime, a quarter. Hey, don't you can't. You're the one that knowingly sat on live spiders <laughs> and got bit in the ass. And I'm right. sorry, but you deserved it. 
This Look, was a dead spider on a chip. But twenty dollars, Karen. <laughs> twenty dollars for nothing. Twenty dollars in nineteen ninety one. Do you realize how far that went? <laughs> I could support my entire family. Do you know how many turtlenecks you can buy with twenty dollars? <laughs> and how much money you save if you refuse to wear them? I was rich, okay? I'm becoming... <laughs> Why did I just sound like uh, so-and-so's impression of who, whoever? Anyway, I was rich, okay? Okay. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Uh, All right. Next question, Okay, Steven. sorry. This is from Evans Brad. How did you learn to swim growing up? Wow. Brad Evans, I know you from Twitter. You're very funny. If it's the Brad Evans I know from Twitter. Um, <laughs> well, we took lessons at the Leone's house, which was um, a family in our town that I also went to school with the, their kids. And they had this, they had a beautiful Victorian house. And then in the backyard, they had this big, like an Olympic size pool in their backyard. And so the daughters, I believe it was the daughters, taught kids swimming lessons and um so we learned in their in their pool aside from like you know just like we, we we used to go to a place called morton's warm springs that was in glen allen over near sonoma that was the best it was the best and it was like out in the middle of fields and a lot, a lot of horse um farms and then suddenly you turn down the street and there was just this kind of like little resort and it was they had three sizes of pools. So there was like the baby pool, which was literally just a circle of warm water filled with pee. And then there was the medium sized pool where it was pretty, pretty much like five feet across uh, the whole way. There's no little, deep end. Little bit of pee. And, yeah. And there's yeah, there was like a two cups of pee. And then <laughs> oh, I almost made Chris do a spit take. <laughs> onto my keyboard. Or onto your kneeboard. Um, <laughs> I should have bought a keyboard. Then I bought a kneeboard. <laughs> That's I how keyboard. I ruined my old computer, by the way. I sneezed <laughs> and the keyboard sparks flew out. For real? Yeah, I sneezed. Did you have a cold? No, I just uh, I build up a lot of saliva. It's because I have sharp molars. Oh, right, right. Yeah, I yeah. remember. <laughs> so basically, we learned by you always wanted to get into that bigger pool. So yeah. if you're in the baby pool, you're like, this sucks. I got to get over there. So we like we just I, I remember always wanting to swim and having it be important to me. Um, so, yeah. So the Leo I believe the Leone daughters taught Tia, us how. Tia Leone. <laughs> Tia Leone. Yes. Star of. Um, Being married to of, David Duchovny. Of, of being married to David Duchovny. <laughs> And but um, but then Morton's Warm Springs was a big piece of it. Like, yeah. you know, just getting in the pool and swimming back and forth. And I guess whatever. my parent, I there was never uh, any importance to learning to swim. And <laughs> I almost drowned when I was a kid. We were canoeing and we were about to get out of the water, kind of floating sideways. My whole family in one canoe and everyone stuck their oars against this bush because we were floating sideways into it tipped over right when we were about to get out of the river uh and i immediately went under the canoe which was Ooh. upside down now and just held on but i was breathing in water it was scary and my dad thought i had disappeared and he still yeah. to this day says it was the most horrifying he was swimming everywhere trying to find me and i was just under the upside down <laughs> canoe how uh, old Oh, I uh, I don't know. I'd have to ask him. Certainly seven, eight. 
Oh, okay. But I didn't know how to swim. And we had just taken off our life jackets. And I'll never forget, and my sister always brings this up, when we finally got out and my dad found me and we my sister was crawling out of the water and all she had was one flip-flop and some sunscreen in the other hand (laughs) and she was like saw that she had one flip-flop and she just threw it back (laughs) in the river it was traumatic it was like a serious i took in a lot of water and after that i was scared i didn't really technically ever learn to swim until i bought a snorkel and my doctor was like you need to swim because of your hip so i didn't oh i mean i could until that recently yeah i mean i've surfed before but you're wearing a wetsuit that keeps you afloat i never knew how to technically swim and breathe and go back and forth in a pool i would always hold my breath and just swim one length of the pool and then breathe at the end so i never learned how to swim shit chris but i'm okay at it now we'll get we'll get you some lessons hey no I, that, i'm telling you i i teach them now you just have, oh. have a snorkel to come to my <laughs> lessons snorkel flip-flops nose plug upside down no canoe. judgment at my one pool. flip-flop yeah and then COVID happened everyone dropped no out judgment. of my lessons <laughs> wait uh that just reminded me so growing up my cousin mike anton giovanni was a great swimmer and he would be in uh, uh, swim meets all the time and stuff. And um, when we were younger, so I was probably like five Uh um, or so, they had a swim meet at their like, I think it was their local kind of like, we'll say country club, but that sounds rich and it wasn't like that. Um, Where the place where there was a pool, but you had to pay. And it was this whole organized like little kids swim meet. And we walked in to go watch Mike do his thing. And the the whistle, this is like one of my mom's favorite stories. We're walking over and the whistle goes off. So I just jumped in and swam along <laughs> and, and raced along with the kids that were racing. Like the second it happened, I was like, oh, shit, it's a race. And I jumped in and, and raced along, too. That's your instinct I, with the whistle. But really, it was a lifeguard blowing it because you guys were running or something. No, no, no. It was somebody going. The race is starting. But it was like <laughs> you it, just jumped in. I just fucking was like, I'm in this race, too. I can I have a chance here. <laughs> Please say you were just fully clothed. But instinct took over. I don't I'm gonna have to ask my sister if she remembers that or maybe you in the plaid shorts (laughs) no wool in the pool god damn it it clogged the filter yeah I tried to learn in in uh in college I took a swim class like a health and human performance class and the guy was like you sink I don't understand you're kicking and you just sink and you don't move I don't know he was stumped he basically told me to quit swimming and so yeah (laughs) It wasn't until wow. my 40s that I learned to swim. I'm embarrassed That's fascinating. About it. Yeah. Right. And scared of water. Yeah. Well, that accident would not make sense. Yeah. I like that question. We learned a little something new about Chris. Yeah. To push him in a pool. Yes. The next time you see it's him. It's the only way I'll learn. Treat me like a little <laughs> baby. I still can't watch where they just throw babies into pools. And they naturally can swim. I love it. It still bothers me. I still think it's a form of abuse. I can't even listen to the first Nirvana album. (laughs) Did you know that baby, that naked baby wants money now? For real? For for being on that album? He just looks like he's just wearing a flannel and looks kind of like Kurt Cobain now. Sure. But it was their friend's baby, like Nirvana's friend's baby. And he's like, I want a piece of this money. And the record label, I believe, Sub Pop, probably is like, well, you don't get any weirdo. 
<laughs> they're like hey here's the thing we're the music industry we don't even pay the musicians so yeah, you're yeah. not getting uh fuck all friend and he got 200 bucks or his parents did oh good he's just mad that they spent it all right next question all right from o underscore line worst summer job you've ever had mm. <coughs> excuse me i believed i believe i've answered answered this because i that's why I talked about Cutco door-to-door knife sales. Yeah. And I've exhausted that topic, but it is still... <laughs> along with the coupon book thing where grown men, we would pick them up mid-fist fight, and I'd get in a car with these bloody <laughs> rednecks. <laughs> the, that, those, those are the only two real summer jobs I had, because after that, I started drawing pictures for people. Nice. I think... I think my answer, if we did answer this before, was the time that I worked at the Petaluma Fair and then afterwards was lightly accused of stealing from the, it was like a family friend's stand where they sold um, bulk uh, salted shelled peanuts and like candy and then one other thing. And at the end of the day, and I think they paid me like two bucks or something fucking nuts, hardly anything. And at the end of the day, one of the, friends called my mom and was just like did karen take money from that? i was just like what <laughs> like it was really weird they but wondered it, if it, you were stealing like working for money but stealing for peanuts yeah what i don't they it, were you, i don't how know did you re- i think you're enough like me to where you would lose your shit and get mad when you're backed against the wall and being accused of something well i was i did feel because it sucked as a job like it was kind of like it's, it'll be fun you'll be at the fair well it was under a tent so it was boiling hot and of course it's like it's basically I was working retail as like a 10 year old. So it just sucked. And it was yeah. just like, I'm just kind of taking handfuls of peanuts and putting in a bag or weighing them or I can barely remember. But I just do remember when that call came through and my mom was like, did you take money? And I was like, no. Like, I was <laughs> like, they should be they should be calling and thanking me for working that shit job. I know I'm off today because you literally are talking about a job where you're selling peanuts and I can't figure out the working for peanuts joke, but maybe <laughs> it's a sign that I'm growing and I know that it's yeah. not puns aren't always the answer. Or maybe, yeah, you're regressing back to a time in your childhood where you didn't feel the need to pun up every right. time someone told you a story. Right. I would usually go into a character, do something physical, fall downstairs, do that higher brow comedy. How about you try to fall physically joke fall off the chair you're in right now? I mean, that makes no sense. I don't even know. Sorry. Why. Okay. <laughs> oh, no. I actually hurt my tailbone. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. Ow. <laughs> See. That looks like you slammed your head on the desk. That looks so dangerous. It takes life. I didn't. I kicked it too far away and I really hit my butt on the on the footrest of the stool. Oh, and I'm not wearing my padded shorts. I kicked it too far away, but it's going away. Too bad this is a podcast. Yeah. Well, for those of you listening, I, I fell on my ass and it hurt. But Karen made me do it. You all heard her. Oh. Set me up. I got set up. I'm okay so now. Sorry. It's fine. So it didn't hurt that bad. It's subsiding. It's just a minor stomach ache now. Okay, good. Okay. You should probably lean back and just take it easy for a second and just relax because you're you're safe in your chair now. Nothing's going to happen. I wish I still had my teenage bedroom in here. 
I'd lay right in that waterbed <laughs> that gave me terrible posture for life. All right. Chris took the hit on that one. Yeah, nice I one. I can't remember what we were talking about. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Uh, yeah. Wait, was that a, we were ending the question, right? That was the summer job question. Yeah, yeah. I never really, uh, yeah. I never had a real summer job other than the knives. From at the Jenny, you go to a zoo. What's the first animal you check out? <laughs> okay. So you go to a zoo. <laughs> <clears throat> I like to watch the tiger pacing around looking for an answer to life. <laughs> that always cheers me up. If not, I like. I go look at some monkeys that are stress shedding. <laughs> uh, I don't like zoos. I don't know about you. They've bummed me out since day one. Um, yeah, they're too small for the animal. Uh, also, I feel like, and I understand that you're just trying to get a sense of what our priorities are in terms of wild <laughs> animals, but <laughs> the zoo dictates the order in which you see animals because yeah, you're yeah. not going to be like St look away until we get to the hippopotamus you right. know what i mean like you just have to fucking observe what's there i will say though hippopotami are my favorite to look at except they're they're always in things of water that are too small right. you know what i mean like they at least in the couple of zoos that i've seen them in which that in a, alone is a bummer and then one time at the la zoo we were all looking at this <laughs> hippopotamus in basically what looked like a it looked like a cartoon hippopotamus in a cartoon bathtub so it was a little too big you know what i mean it was like yeah. it looked like it was for comedic effect and then it somehow figured out a way to turn all the way around so its ass was to the crowd lift its ass up and then just shit lo what looked like bales of hay into its own water and the whole crowd was like whoa like bummed like bummed out it was the funny i was like these animals are so fucking passive aggressive in their misery i love it when they do that shit on purpose welcome to the shit show assholes yep for real oh i oh, love so you want to look at something how about you look at my asshole yeah i guess so i've always wanted to go see penguins or sea otters because they're just kind of stoked it's like well, I wouldn't be traveling much more than this anyway. And you guys <laughs> built me a water slide. Yeah. And I have all the abalone shells I can crack on my chest mm. for life. Like yeah. certain animals like the zoo. And that's who I want to go see. Yeah. But I, early I like on, my mom was PETA person. So I couldn't go to circuses uh, or a zoo without being reminded of that it, they aren't enjoying it. <laughs> yeah but now I, I still want to see a bear on a unicycle out you know everything well i mean that's just because you want to support that bear's talent every yeah, every once it. in a while yeah entertainment value and me knowing when i see talent i know talent <laughs> uh will kind of surpass my you know caring about its feelings your concern the, yeah the show must go on no i get it <laughs> this reminds me of <laughs> no i get it yeah no, I get it. Uh, this reminds me of there was a great news story that happened in the mid 2000s. Now, this was a tough time for the Kilgara family. Uh, so when I would go up to visit, it was a little stressful always because my mom was getting sick. Mm -hmm. And so there were times where we were very often all together unhappy and so then when things like this would poke through it would be like 20 times funnier than it normally would be yeah <laughs> so so there was this news story because there was a monkey named banana sam at, at the san francisco zoo that either escaped or was kidnapped out of the zoo 
And so that was like this, it was kind of like the headline story on the local news for a couple days. Banana Sam, Banana Sam this and Banana Sam that. Every time they called him Banana Sam. Every time his full name, Banana (laughs) Sam, (laughs) which the name alone made me laugh. And then they found Banana Sam in like Golden Gate Park, I think, from I'm totally piecing this together because it was 15 years ago. And my sister and I are like sitting there cracking up, but like they were, they had to lure Banana Sam into a backpack or I can't, it was something. And we're just sitting there kind of like watching it and laughing and talking about the importance of Banana Sam. And finally, that we changed the channel and that story was on the next newscast. And my dad goes, Get rid of Banana Sam. Like all angry. (laughs) It was the greatest it was my favorite and they talked about him like he was the fucking mayor of san francisco it was like this huge news story were there banana sam t-shirts i don't know but maybe we need some yeah it was it was an epic epic story someone had a great idea for t-shirts that uh that either say i'm a jim fairbanks or i'm a jim kilgariff (laughs) like you take your pick i think that might be I mean, that's specific deep cut shit, but that's what this is all about. Hey, hey. Uh, how about I'm a I'm a banana I'm a banana Sam. T-shirt. I'm a banana Sam. T- d- banana Sam for for life with a Y. Okay, Stephen. Next question. Wait, did you get to answer? Oh, yeah, that was the order. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Uh, from at Shelley underscore Novak underscore. What's the one thing you always forget when you leave the house? Good question, Shelley. Yeah. Um. I am going to say my, and this isn't a fun or interesting answer, but it is usually nowadays a mask. I just mm-hmm. leave and I'm like, fuck again. And I go get my mask. Yeah. But the thing that I shouldn't, I, my wallet, I am always leaving a wallet. I'm, and showing up places and I don't have my wallet. I am, it's so embarrassing to be like, oh, dinner's on me, you guys. I really don't have my wallet. <laughs> Like I've done it. I've legitimately forgotten my wallet so many times because it hurts to sit on a wallet. I know it's I'm a lot. It's harder to find like I don't have to deal with person. I'm a guy. It's like my keys are in my pocket. My wallet's in my back pocket. It's like, how do I fuck that up? But it hurts to sit on my wallet. It's bad for your hips. Those people out there with hip dysplasia know wallets go up front. You got to make sure you don't sit on them for hours while you're driving. So I take my wallet out nowadays. Sorry. sorry. I hear you. Oh, my God. It's Banana Sam. (laughs) Banana Sam is the backyard. (laughs) (laughs) That sounded like fully work. Hold on one second. Okay. Bears. Okay. So your thing is wallet. Yeah, it's a boring wallet. answer, but I'm always forgetting my wallet. But it's a truthful answer, and the truth is never boring. And it sets you free. <laughs> <laughs> what? Um, I was going to say, I was just thinking about this the other day, because in my 20s and when I still drank, I, was, I, I forgot everything all the time ever. I was constantly locking myself out of my apartment or my apartment building. Yeah. I never had a, a credit card or a this or a whatever. I couldn't keep track of anything. And after I stopped drinking and when I like got a real job and stuff and I just started forcing myself to be organized because my excuse was always like I'm just so disorganized and like creative or whatever stupid fucking excuse and then I just got a purse the key to this is 
Because so I would say if it were anything, it would be like keys or a phone. But I got a purse with an outside pocket and I just put the crucial items in that pocket and I'm always able to check like glasses, phone, keys so that I'm always I'm always checking. So if anything, instead of forgetting stuff once I'm out in the world, my problem is I'm always late because it takes me 15 minutes to leave the house with all the kind of checking and rechecking that yeah, I do yeah. of things. I would be screwed in a purse situation because that's everything all of a sudden. Mm -hmm. you would I would be losing my purse and then you're fucked in every way. Yes, you can't it's, lose your purse. It's the only I won't even get any kind. I won't even go messenger back. <laughs> Don't do it then. I won't even go messenger back. <laughs> I won't even try. Sorry, I've had a whole white claw. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, I'm not going anywhere. Go, Missoula, go. The only go. thing I'm leaving behind <laughs> is my memories. <laughs> 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 I think your hair is growing into like almost like it's growing you a new personality. It is. Well, I put yesterday I shot a little commercial uh with my buddy Ross. He he does has this dump truck um service. It's three <laughs> trucks and they bring DIY wood chips and stuff to people's houses. It's it's they're doing pretty well, but I thought it would be fun to do a, a commercial where it's one of his competitors so i had my hair slicked <laughs> over with glasses and i look like a 70s used car salesman just yeah. making up stuff about gravel and wood chips and um they said i was really scary during it because i had him be <laughs> a guy that had spent some time in prison but sure. i slicked i i showered twice already and it's still it was just some axe hair stuff but it i kind of like what it's doing now i yeah, mean look at no, that body you should it's <laughs> it's got bounce it's got there's women that pay thousands for that kind I of mean, body it's time to it's time to cut it i mean it's look time to that. grow it even longer I, it's time to grow it down into a bob. I have no cut. one to answer to professionally i even yeah. i even had some shows booked that i felt uncertain about and i just canceled them i really have nothing on the horizon so why not just why not i'm just gonna keep it going you know what i think that in you you, you know comedy can always be your safety net but <laughs> why not get into diy wood chip business <laughs> well you can i if you've got a connection i i a lot of my friends are offering my i i might start a sign business and move here i don't know i'm no, no, like, nobody knows anything you, yeah, I love doing stand-up, and I'm going to do it eventually, so I don't want to get too occupied, but I should be figuring something else out. There's so yeah, many you, things to do. There's a lot to do, and there's a lot to figure out, and there's everything's a question mark. So you don't just know that you don't have to figure anything out until 2021 spring. Okay, so I get yeah. the whole year off acting yep. like a 17-year-old? Yes. Good. Yes. Okay, I'm going swimming again tomorrow. Thanks Follow for your the bliss. permission. <laughs> I am. <laughs> Do my, it. My bliss is like my remote control. <laughs> I'm loving it. Okay, good. Okay. Steven, what next? What do the people want to know next? This is my favorite question ever. Uh, oh. At Captain Bird Dog, what if you woke up one day and the sky wasn't blue? Well, that happens in winter, Captain Bird Dog. So, yeah, you mean a hazy scary. gray? It's either a fire or it's December. <laughs> or you're on Mars. God damn it. 
It's really funny. That sounds like a Howard Stern radio sound effect. <laughs> the dogs? Yeah, it like turned on and cut off mid-bark. There, the thing is, if a, if there's always, like on my street, there's always people working on houses or whatever. So like, if they hear a car door open and then shut, they start barking. Hey, hey, <laughs> knock it off. I think it's, it's like, I, I don't. You don't need to warn me that people are getting in their car. It's given our podcast layers. Layers of sound, <laughs> like a flannel on a t-shirt. Um, Frank, I don't think stand in the hallway. Okay, so I'm back, I'm back. He just, Frank stands where he, he's standing in the hallway barking, so then I know he's not barking at anything, because he's just in the hallway. I think at this point, everything is so... I'm open to anything. If the sky was suddenly red, I would just be like, all right, uh, keep them coming. Keep, <laughs> keep the, I, the I, I don't, I hate the phrase the world is in it. Like even as a joke, you know, cause the world is ending, but we all are open to whatever right now. Yeah. Well, I, I think everyone's, everyone's been rattled to the core. Yeah. But it, my sister sent me this great article about if you were born in, um, if you were born in 1900, all the stuff you lived through, and it makes this look, look like nothing. Because if you were born in 1900, that means you lived through like the Spanish flu, World War One, um, you know, the World War Two, the Korean War, um, and it just all the polio, like all these things. Yeah. Like, and by the time it got up to like the Cold War and nuclear threat, you know, you're in your 70s or something. I mean, it's it's yeah. an amazing. Uh, kind of um, point of view of like, oh yeah, we're we're all. I think that one of the problems with people these days is we all insist upon being perfectly comfortable and having our exact way all the time yeah. because everything is so like um, programmable to our likes and needs. Yeah. And there's nothing realistic about that in terms of being in the world. Yeah. So if you're slightly uncomfortable, suddenly you're like, I might have depression. I have one feeling or it's yeah. like, no, no, you're fine. Like you're, it's good to be challenged. It's good to have things. I'm, you know, I, this is, the, I'm not line. Yeah. saying, I know. I'm not saying this isn't scary as fuck. Everyone, but, everyone knows what you're saying right now. Good, because I kind of don't. <laughs> Although, Karen, anyone you talk to that's like our dad's ages or, you know, someone in their 70s is like, this is the scariest thing in my lifetime. My dad yes. said that several times. And, sure. You know, he, he fucked around with polio and shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't fuck with polio. And Me, myself, I don't fuck with polio. No, no, I don't. I don't even I don't even tinker with it. <laughs> And I never mess with Texas. Do you? If you do I, everything okay. a bumper sticker says. Yeah, yeah. Have a nice day. Shit happens. <laughs> Forrest Gump is a bad movie. Cut to Chris dialing 1-800-EAT-SHIT for the 1,000th time. What are you doing? It's Just because it's on the bumper sticker. Hey, it's going to take off. Hey, man. And so are my other inventions that I've come up with during this quarantine. One is burrito-sized corn tortillas <laughs> everyone wants them no one's no, and don't, don't tell me they don't they aren't soft enough and they don't <laughs> fold into it that part can be figured out 
Everyone Ow. wants, everyone prefers corn tortillas. No one needs no. flour tortillas always. Incorrect. You corn tortilla people out there, Karen shut me down, but I got my cornies out there. Where are you at? You want a burrito sized corn tortilla? You know it. Here's my other pitch. If I was on Shark Tank, LED light grills. So it's a denture you put in. And then just for the infomercial, like an old lady going to read a book and then she smiles and these (laughs) lights come out of her teeth like in Cocoon. And then she's happy because she can read by her teeth light. (laughs) Those are two. I'm going to pitch them together on Shark Tank. Okay. So while I'm making the tortillas, my teeth are lit up. (laughs) Very excited. The LED grills I'm a thousand percent on board with because I'm the person that I read till I go to sleep at night, but then I go to sleep with the with one of the like side I was gonna say sideboard, what do you call yeah. it? Nightstand lights on. Yeah. And then you're sleeping. It's very bad for you to go into REM sleep with light in the room. You're not supposed to. And but I and don't I don't a, wanna it's a good point because what how do they shut off? I'm glad you asked this. They are solar powered. So when you fall asleep, your mouth closes and then the light turns off. Perfect. Cause even if it didn't turn off, your mouth would be closed and the light would be gone. Yeah, it'd be keeping you awake. <laughs> also, well, it would shine power bright. It would okay. shine through like pink, you know, when you put a flashlight in your mouth and expand oh, yeah. your cheeks. Yes. It would still shine through. So they have oh, to turn bright. on. Right. And do they burn you at all? No, they do not. Okay. They're okay. they are uh they're small enough, low enough wattage to where no heat comes from them. What about flavors? Can we talk through I'm working they- on grape? <laughs> <laughs> Grape LED grills. Perfect. Yeah. We're done here. We're done with that. <laughs> what was the question? Was that, did that everything to do with if, if the sky was changing, I'd assume that it was some kind of a chemical weapon. Next question. If I woke up and the sky wasn't blue, I would just be like, man. Okay. Next question. <laughs> All right. Um, at T Canton. Asked, did either of you go to summer school? Any summer school stories? Oh, fuck. Yes. I can. T- you want me to do this, Chris, while yes, you think? Yes, please, please. You know I, went I to excelled summer school. during normal school hours. <laughs> I flunked algebra freshman year of high school mm. because the boy that I loved sat in the seat in front of me and I couldn't stop staring at his neck. And the second I like slipped behind... Because I, I already had kind of like, I'm not, I don't think I'm good at math, which was entirely mental. Uh, so the second I stopped paying attention and then tried to click back in, I was like, it was, I had no idea what was going on. Just got an F. So I had to make up for that by going to summer school. Mm-hmm. And I had to, so I went to this very small Catholic high school in my town. Summer school was across town at a public school. So... It was, I had to carpool with a weird family or a family I just didn't know very well, which is very uncomfortable. Their car smelled weird. It kind of smelled like pennies and I didn't like it. And there wasn't, um, like, I, you know, that thing when you start, you have to be around another family and then you start, you realize all families don't work like your family works. Right. In that way, we're like, if my dad drove carpool, the radio would be on and there'd be some fun chit chat and he would be enjoyable. Yeah. And that's not how this family worked or their carpool or their dad. And it yeah. bummed me out severely only to then get out of the car and have to go to this classroom where everybody in the room in the room flunked math. So it wasn't like a stellar group of teens, right. myself included. 
And but in that situation, in my experience, because I have had summer school experience, don't isn't it then graded on a curve? So then you just have to be king of the dipshits. I think I don't remember. All I remember is that once I started paying attention, I did fine, and it, I was like, yeah. "This is fucking easy. What the yeah. hell?" And I, but I do remember this. It was just that kind of thing where, like, I felt I was already scared, and so I was doing a lot of bias affir- uh, b- uh, confirmation bias, where yeah. I was just like, "These are bad kids." Because they flunked, even though I was one of them. And they're also public school kids, so they're going to like have a bike chain that they hit me with or some weird <laughs> shit. So I felt, but I was just nervous. It was anxiety, you know what yeah. I mean? So then once I got used to it, it wasn't like I made, I don't think I made friends or anything like that, but I actually paid attention and learned something. And then yeah. at the very end of it, so it was say it was six weeks or eight weeks or whatever it was. At the very end, we all passed and it was all fine. And then the teacher let us do this thing where every single person, in the class, we just had a contest throwing balled up pieces of binder paper into a garbage can. And it was just like, you had to make three. And then if you won, yeah, you got your name put on the board and everyone just got to keep trying. It was super fun. Yeah. And that was that kind of like, oh, this is like, Oh, this is how school should work. There should be more people in the room so that you're not, you don't feel like, I don't know. It suddenly all made sense to me what I was doing right and what I was doing wrong. Yes. And when I, I had to go back and take math because I would leave it till the last minute because in college that was a, it was a requirement, but every winter I still was chasing snowboarding. And so I would go to Bend, Oregon, uh, and, and just, only snowboard during the day and then come back and try and make for it, make up for it here at home with summer school. And so I was taking math with the entire football team. (laughs) And so, and it was the first time I realized like there are smart students sitting in a math lab and I can go in there with my homework and basically say, can you do this in front of me? (laughs) And they would, and because it was someone my age or a few years older and they were talking in simple terms and there wasn't a classroom environment i found and i'm thinking about that a lot because kids are being taught individually or in small groups i found that i totally got it once one person was explaining to me and you're not i'm not scared because i was looking at some pretty girl's neck too yeah (laughs) and all of a sudden you're just talking to someone you don't want to seem dumb so all of a sudden you're figuring it out yeah, I was at the end of college trying to fulfill those last minute requirements where I realized, oh, I just needed to go ask for help. Or yeah. talk. I never went to teachers. I never went to these teachers aides. And, um, no. you know, it's the way you do it. Summer school yeah. had a great experience. Great. And experience. also the film Summer School starring Mark Harmon is a Mark wonderful Harmon, film. It, at one point was the highest paid actor on uh, because of NCIS. Yes. He also was a Coors beer spokesman, a Nazi-owned company that makes a banquet beer. What, what, what are we? Yeah, Mark Harmon. Man, summer school's no good. That's not a Mark good Harmon. movie. Mark Harmon also played professional football, I believe, at one what? point. Yeah, or college, maybe college. Yeah, college. yeah, yeah. He was yeah, uh, yeah college, yeah. and so college, like he was the quarterback at UCLA or something. Yeah, yeah. Isn't that weird though that like. Like, um, there's a lot of like football professional quarterbacks who are also devastatingly handsome. How does that fucking work? I don't know. I don't know. And and, it doesn't. I do realize I've I've interviewed a couple like 
I'm a I'm a good looking rich skateboarder guy, and they are immediately know how to grab a mic and talk into camera. Like there's a confidence yeah, that yeah comes with that. Like I know how to deal with people. I'm riddle. I I had to learn confidence as you know, and I still haven't quite mastered it. But there are athletes out there that just figure it out, and so yeah, they become actors or they become yeah yeah. They're just like yeah, you want to look at me yeah. Yeah, you want to? Whether I'm running or talking. <laughs> Whether I'm NC or ISN. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Steven, what you got? <laughs> oh, let's just cut Should this it be there. the last one? <laughs> yeah, that was a great. Last uh, one, last one. All right, NC last one. Or ISN. <laughs> this is it. from at Georgia Peach. What's the weirdest thing you've eaten while driving? <laughs> Who's it? Does she just want us to say a Georgia peach? Uh, uh, yeah, really. Is this is this from the Georgia Peach Board, and we're supposed to answer yeah, yeah. Georgia Peach? Uh, the Georgia Film Board, uh, a subsidiary of the peach industry. I uh, I don't know. I want. I have to think about that. Does anything spring to mind, Ken? I mean, from all my years of driving up and down Highway Five to go home and come back, yeah. Um, to Petaluma in LA. Um, I've definitely eaten, you know, like full meals yeah. it, while go, driving 90 miles an hour. Right. Um, like I know or, I've eaten spaghetti, not off a plate, but I've had noodles and in Los Angeles. In I a car? Eat, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. end up eating. I'm like, I've been starving. I worked all day at seven o'clock. Yes. I find, and I'm the wolf and I've eaten everything. <laughs> Fucking it's sushi. It's sushi weird. I've eaten sushi driving, I bet, a dozen times. <laughs> with chopsticks? I'm not talking gas station shit with my hand. With chopsticks. Yeah, chopsticks. Chopsticks. Uh, yeah. I've put the chopsticks in there <laughs> and I put my mouth with some sushi. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I've been, I've eaten sushi before. But no, yes, with with my fingers, of course, and not with chopsticks. I think, I, I don't know, the weirdest, because I've always had a real, what we'll call a penchant for fast food. There's Frank is dancing in the background. <laughs> what you doing? Frank, come over here and say hi. Come here. Should we, let's give Frank a chance. Yeah, Frank. Hi, what are you doing? So, I heard you saw the assailant. What 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 else did you see? Um, I don't know. <laughs> that's, that's Frank's voice. <laughs> Good job, oh, buddy. That's a nice dog. Good job, buddy. Sorry about that time you ran right into a plate glass window. <laughs> <laughs> that was kind of sad. It was really Poor loud. Frank. He's not smart. Wait, the story I was going to tell is that I have definitely, it's not, the item wasn't weird, but it just, it's, my sister was very strict. You were not allowed to eat in the car. She would always be like, that's a, that's gross. What are you, a hog or whatever? Yeah. She'd always make it seem like you were a monster if you ate in the car. So then when I was by myself, I'd be like, I'm going to fucking eat in the car. It seemed like the greatest, most freeing thing to do. I definitely have done that thing though, where like, you're driving and eating like a hamburger and then yeah. you break and it slips out of your hand and slides down next to your seat. <laughs> like that, that happened where I was trying to save it one time. I was like, no, 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 it's my hamburger. And then it's just, you're pushing it down between the console and the seat, trying to grab it with like two fingers, like oh, scissors. Like, no, my, I, my you burger. Win. You win. Cause that, <laughs> I mean, I've had my wallet or, or I guess some, 
trail mix go down there, but never an intact sandwich burger. <laughs> just the whole thing sliding in three pieces where I was like, if I catch it quick enough, I can pull it back up real oh, fast and, you and just keep pinch the it. bun and the meat slides through. Oh, just, no. You just pull up like one onion. God damn it. And then the next Gone. time you're vacuuming your car, you're like, oh, yeah, that hamburger. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's mold and ants back here. That's why. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, you guys, I have to go to the bathroom so bad because I had that right. white claw. Should we wrap, wrap it down? That let's, was That's let's, a nice way to end. Yeah, yeah. There's I, really no ending with these Q&As because right. we want to do them forever. So right. if you didn't get yours in this time, we'll definitely do it again. And thanks, everybody, for sending theirs in. We... It makes us feel good that you participate. Yeah, it really does. And and uh, it's made me feel good. Just on a personal note, these uh, these cameos that I've been doing every day now. Nice. Are, yeah. And it's uh, I can tell just by the details people are giving me, it's the sweetest uh, humans ever. And it's always fans of our podcast. So thank you for that. And I love doing them because it makes me feel normal. Yay. Yay, normalcy. And yay, uh, we do. We really do have the best fans. Oh, we also are coming out with new merch, which is very exciting. Oh yeah, in a I think in a couple weeks. Um, yeah. So in addition to the like T-shirt that we have, there's going to be some new stuff. So yeah. keep your eye peeled. Does I'm excited get, about that. Yeah, a puzzle, just a what a teaser. Yeah. A puzzle's coming. So the puzzle for sure is happening. We can announce I, the puzzle. I think we should. And it is a thousand pieces. I like that you were like, this isn't going to be like a 250 or 500 bullshit, right? I, I mean, they gave an example picture where I was like, yeah. this purely is just to show what a puzzle looks like, yeah, right? Because yeah. if you're if you're making this puzzle and it literally is 50 pieces, there's going to be a problem with me and all the puzzle fans. Yeah, yeah. Because you're an actual puzzle head. I'm a, I'm a real puzzler. <laughs> uh, okay, I have to go to the bathroom more than I've okay. ever had to go. Um, <laughs> but it's good to see you, friend. And you I have too, my friend. Here, if I ever leave Montana, it's yours. <laughs> Don't be afraid to ship it. Bye, Stephen. Oh yeah, totally. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll keep you posted on my plan. No, I'm coming yeah, home. I'll just, be. Just, I'll be home. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's no rush. Uh, in a week or two. Okay. 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 No, I gotta pee. Okay. You've okay. been listening to Do You Need a Ride? I really have to pee. <laughs> D Y N A P. Oh. Uh uh. <laughs> <laughs> Are you leaving or are you on your way back home? Either way, we want to be there. Doesn't matter how much baggage you claim. Give us a time and date. Terminal and gate. We want to send you off in style. We want to welcome you back home. Tell us all about it. Were you scared or was it fine? Uh, with Karen and Chris.